Hi guys and welcome back to Midday Match with Livy. Clearly I am fucking Livy. <sighs> deep breath moment. That's what the fuck I feel like I need right now. Everyone deep breath together. <sighs> I'm just like it's 10:30 in the morning. I know every time I do an early podcast, I'm like, it's so fucking early. It's really not that early. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. But anytime I do like an early morning pod, I'm like, why am I just so fucking tired right now? Well, I know last night, like I didn't sleep much. I do keep having dreams about my exes, you guys. And I realize it's because we're in a retrograde. Like the fact that we're simply in a retrograde is the reason I'm having dreams about my exes. And then I like listened to my YouTube tarot card reader and she was like, oh my God, this ex of yours is coming back. And then I got in my in my feels about it. And mind you, like, it's really me just having to take everything with a grain of salt. But like, I'm just not that bitch to take everything with a grain of salt. So I just like get in my fucking feels about it. And I'm just emotional as shit. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's been up with like my emotions these past couple days. I don't really fucking love it. I just think it's like a little weird why I'm just being emo as shit. Um, but overall, overall, we're good. Do I have a week intro? This week's episode is kind of like we're just chit chat. You know, I made you guys ask me questions on Instagram and I just because I was like, OK, the last two weeks have been heavy. We tap We tackled. We tackled boundaries and self-love like that's pretty fucking intense so I was like today we're just gonna chit chat with the girlies and we're just going to I'm gonna answer your guys's questions and mind you some of them are really fucking weird so <laughs> we're gonna get into that in a second but first I just like want to talk about myself for a little bit I just had a week that's it. I just had a week where I'm tired. I'm prepping, you guys. I'm prepping for Chicago, but then Paris. And I'm having anxiety about the flight because I don't like long flights and Paris is seven hours. And I'm just like, what the fuck? But it's only like one more hour than LA, but it's still just like in my head where I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be like on a flight for so fucking long. But I'm meeting our bitch Nicole in Perry and I'm so excited because I could cry, because you know it's been an emo week, but like I could cry a little. I don't know, it's just like weird to think of where my life was last year and where my life is right now. I just feel like everything has changed completely and I'm just so luckiest girl in the world, blessed beyond belief, so fucking grateful. And yeah, I feel like we should get into the questions because I just want to get into it. But what is my biggest regret that also... Oh my God, this is like where I can't speak. Simultaneously, it was my biggest life lesson. I think it would be like, don't fight for anybody who's not fighting for you. I think that is my biggest regret is like forcing relationships to happen when they should have just fucking ended. So yeah, I think that has to be my, and like, I honestly don't regret anything, but I would look back and I would be like, all right, bitch, we don't gotta fight for that motherfucker that hard, you know, where I wish I just would have like, oh, okay, cool. Like your actions show that you don't want me. Like maybe don't make a three-year relationship out of it, Livy, you know, instead of like really being the one to pursue that person. I wish I would have just, and this was before my self-love journey and everything like that. I wish I just would have taken a step back, but it definitely was my biggest life lesson. Cause it was just like, even if you, even if you want something to work so badly, if it's not meant for you, it's not fucking meant for you. So yeah, it's like you could put three years into a bitch. You could work your ass off to make that shit work. If it's not meant for you, it's not meant for you. Yeah, I just feel like my one relationship, I was like, babe, like we're meant to be. And he was like, are we? And I was like, yeah, like why not? And like I look back and I'm like, 
what about that man was so amazing that I wanted to bend over backwards, do a jumping jack on the dick and like marry him, you know? Cause I look at it and I'm like, he really brought nothing to the table. I brought everything to the table. I like, there's like this meme where it's just like, um, oh my God, I literally forgot the meme. No, I didn't. Where, oh, it's like, I just love talking to him. Like, da, da, da. it's like, no, babe, you just love talking. Like you just love talking. And like, this man's just like listening kind of thing. And I feel like that's what it was in that one relationship but I was young I was like 19 years old as I'm 24 now oh my god that feels old but I was just like yeah I was like he just like gets it like he just has like we just have such a good chemistry and I remember one time I told that to my friend and she was like babe you're the one with the chemistry like you're bringing everything you're bringing the personality everything he's just laughing at the jokes so like come on come on so I would say that would be a regret is making something work that shouldn't have worked how are you always so confident? You're literally slaying the day away and you know it. I, guys, I just have a love for myself like no other. But with that being said, like, yes, I'm a very confident person, but I still have bad days a lot of the time where I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't like the way I look in this. It's never, listen, it's never my beauty like it's never the face or anything like that it's more I just have severe severe body dysmorphia and I feel like what I had to adjust with with body dysmorphia was accepting whatever day it is I might think I look once one way and I whatever and I just might not like it I just have to deal like I don't feel like there's a cure to body dysmorphia so I'd rather just love myself every single day than like be like, oh, I fucking hate myself and all these things. I was like, no, no, I just would rather love myself. So with body dysmorphia, when I look in the mirror and I'm like, bitch, or I'm like, oh my gosh, I just don't let either one like overtake me. And sometimes I do like, I'm not obviously sometimes I'm like, oh my fucking God, I, I don't like the way I look or something like that. But I try and also like my titties have been growing. So when my titties grow, it really throws me for a loop because I'm just like my body's changing in that sense where it's like, I don't know why my titties are growing. They're just growing. And like they are, I literally, everyone convinced me I was pregnant. And by everyone, I mean all of you fuckers on TikTok were like, you're pregnant, babe, if your boobs grow. But my mom said her boobs started growing when she was 23 and stopped when she was 25. So I might just have like the biggest tits in the world these next past year because like the boobs keep growing and I could lose weight and I, they're still gonna fucking grow. I could gain weight, they're still gonna fucking grow. So with my boobs shifting in size, it makes the body dysmorphia worse. So there's days where I'm like, what the fuck when I look in the mirror? And then it's just like, like, no, like, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to feed into those thoughts. I'm not going to, I'm not going to feed into any of that. So it's just, it's just like that. Yeah. So, I mean, but I am overall confident. There was years of self-love that was into that. And I love just waking up the day. Like I'm that fucking bitch, like wake up. I'm that fucking bitch. I'm going to, I'm going to do the damn thing kind of thing. So I like, might just be a little bit of delusion, might just be fake it till you make it. Boom. That's the masterpiece. That's how you have all the confidence. The way you talk to yourself matters. And I talk to myself pretty fucking nice. But yeah, I definitely have insecurities of just like body dysmorphia days where I'm just like, what the fuck? And then I always remember what my therapist said. I was like, I just feel like I've gained so much weight. And she was like, well, are you happy? And mind you, I hadn't gained any weight. It was just like literally in the mental. She was like, are you happy? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, that's all that matters. Like, why does your outside appearance matter if the inside is so happy? If you're the happiest you've ever been, why is your outside appearance weighing on you? Like, why does that matter if you're so fucking happy? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, because it's superficial. And I was like, 
absolutely, ma'am, you are so fucking right. And I was like, she's right. If I'm the happiest I've ever been, wait, everything on the outside doesn't fucking matter. Like literally I have had times where I'm at, sorry guys, this is like a little rant, but I'm like the smallest I've ever been, but was I fucking miserable? Absolutely. So it's like, I would rather be the happiest bitch in the world and feel like, I don't know. I just would be the rather just, it's just like happy. Like, you know, I just, I have to value what's on the inside so much more than the outside. And I feel like that's how I weigh the confidence. And I just feel like the more you tell yourself you're gorgeous and beautiful, the more you're going to believe it. But I'm just like, I'm literally the most amazing thing. And like, why would I not say that to myself? I don't want to live a life where I'm like, God, I fucking hate myself. Like, I don't want to do that. Absolutely not. No, I want to wake the fuck up in the morning. I want to drink my iced oat milk latte with honey and sip on it and be like, I am the most gorgeous girl in this fucking world. And nobody can tell me otherwise. And I think something that helps with my confidence is I never compare myself. I don't compare myself to anybody. If the only person I compare myself is to the bitch I was yesterday, because the only person I'm in competition with is myself. Okay. So I just don't look at other people like, oh my God, I wish I had this in their life. Oh my God, I wish I had that in their life. Because I know people have looked at my life and been like, oh, I wish I had that in their life, you know? And there's so much in my life that I should be grateful for. So I don't ever compare myself. And I think a big part of that is like, if I do see myself comparing myself to somebody and it's like on Instagram or something, I'll unfollow that person. But like genuinely the only person I'm in competition with or I want to be better than is the bitch that I was yesterday. I just want to keep evolving with myself. So that is 100% how I just like stay confident. That was a little bit of a rant. Who knew I was going to do that? I didn't even fucking know. What are my favorite type of brand deals to do? Okay. A bitch is new to the space. A bitch is new to the world of brand deals and shit like that. And it's my favorite vitamin water. Okay. Let me just say it. Vitamin water. I loved working with vitamin water. I think it is one of my favorite ads. I've, it is my favorite ad I've ever done. But at the same time, can I say this? I hope so. I don't know. My, my team will be like, Libby, don't say that if I'm not supposed to vitamin water. But the reason I loved working with vitamin water so much was because they gave me so much creative freedom. Like the entire episode, I mean, sorry, the entire entire both videos I made I was like I'm so extremely proud to post these I'm so I love these fucking videos and sometimes in brand deals I won't lie there have been times where I'm like mm, I don't really want to post this and with that being said I've now taken the step back and it's like if I don't get the creative freedom that I desire or I want or I have like an amazing idea for this brand deal I'd rather leave the money on the table because I don't want to put anything out to my audience that's inauthentic and just not my best work. So my favorite are the ones where I get creative freedom and I send them a pitch. They send it back. They're like, perfect. Go right ahead. So I would say like I got very much creative freedom with my vitamin water brand deal and I absolutely loved every minute of it. Like honestly, that's what makes me feel fulfilled. If I can make content for you guys that it's like that just feels like my normal content and I just sip a vitamin water during it and it's an ad like I love that shit. So yeah, maybe I'm being too honest and real about that. Because bitches never talk about brand deals, really. But yeah, creative freedom is the biggest, most important thing for me in a brand deal. If I can be creative and just put my touch on it. Like even where there's ones that I wasn't even talking in and I got to put my touch on it. 
and it just like my little spin. I like to do that. Also, if it's a product that I, well, I'm never really going to do a brand deal with a product that I don't like love. But when it's one that I'm like, oh my, I'm so fucking passionate about it. Like Too Faced. I love working with Too Faced because I love them. And just like beauty brands too. I love working with, I'm very lucky with what I do. But as long as I don't have to follow a script that I didn't make, I'm a happy bitch. I'm a happy fucking bitch. So those are the brand deals that I prefer. My boyfriend told me a girl at work has... Wait, 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 wait. My boyfriend told a girl at work she has great boobs. Can I be mad or am I dramatic? If my boyfriend told a bitch he works with she has great boobs, the way I would go full psycho... Like, first of all, you're, I'd be like, babe, you're creepy as shit. Why the fuck are you telling a girl she has great boobs? Like, what do you mean? Second of all, I would be like, all right, I'm burning the house down. Listen, like, take the animals out of the house. Take every I'm burning the fucking house down. You're going to comment on another woman's appearance. That is such a shitty thing to fucking do. You're in a relationship with me, bitch. In my ideal world, my boyfriend will be blind to every woman except me. Honestly, no, no, no. I want my boyfriend to see every single bitch and be like, fuck that bitch. Mine is the most amazing. I have Livy at home. I don't need any of these women. Like, that is the man that I will be dating. And yeah, because... For, that's weird as shit. She has great boobs. Babe, first of all, where do you work? HR is a huge factor. Like, the thing is, like, where the fuck are you working? Like, where are you getting away with saying something like that? What do you, the fuck do you mean? The way I literally would burn the apartment down and I would be like, we're done. Go be with Rebecca with the great fucking tits. Get out of my face. She has great boobs. Go and lay up on those bitches. Everything, like, apps, I would be insane. The thing is, you just got to teach the man, like, just shut the fuck up, you know? Maybe don't tell your coworker you have great boobs, and then don't tell me you told your coworker you have great boobs. That's the thing is, like, how did this information relay back to you? Because if he, if my boyfriend looked at me and was like, I told Rebecca today that she has some great tits on her, I would literally look at him and I would just spit on him. I would be like, are you fucking dumb? Like, where is the respect for me in this relationship? I don't go to my coworkers and be like, oh my God, did I, I, did I tell, Brad has a nice pair of balls on him. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if you said that to your boyfriend, you're like, no, no, I went to my coworker and I was like, oh my, Brad has a nice pair of balls. Like I just, uh, you know, my boyfriend would be like, are you fucking crazy? What is wrong with you? So it's like, it is so valid to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What do you mean? Like, why would you say that? Absolutely. I would quite literally, I would, I would not, I'm not kidding you. I would wear, I would just like be like, you're never touching my boobs again. Cause Rebecca has such great tits. You should probably go and lay up with that bitch. Cause like you're, don't bring that energy back here. And it's like, oh, I would just lose my mind. I would. And then I'd be like, <laughs> okay, like whatever. Just like we had to set the boundary. It is what it is. But that is a weird fucking thing to say to a coworker and then tell your girlfriend, what is wrong with you? advice on not having a good relationship with my family love you Libby I love you more bitch advice on not having a great relationship um okay I feel like in this life we are very privileged enough that we get to pick our family a lot of the time in the sense of friendship so I have so many friends that genuinely feel like family to me and I love with my entire heart and soul and mean the world to me and so 
you guys know I don't have a father, and so I don't have a relationship with him, and I don't feel any void missing that I don't have a father. One, because I have so much love from my mother. Two, I have I've surrounded myself with some of the most amazing people, and I will never put people in my life who don't make me feel amazing. So I think, honestly, it's building relationships with friends. I feel like that will help with not having a great family. Like, sometimes we get to pick our family. Sometimes our friends turn into our family. And that's such a beautiful fucking thing. So yeah, my biggest advice would be surround yourself with amazing friends that feel like family. And you'll never feel that void really missing. I I personally don't think like I don't ever sit there and I'm like, I miss my dad. You know what I mean? Just because I love every single person in my life so much. So I don't feel like I'm missing a relationship with him because I just have so many other relationships that fulfill me to such a different degree. I was talking to Nicole about this and I was like, I'm so excited to see Nicole and go to Paris because honestly, that bitch fills my cup up like no other. Like you just need people in your life that fill your cup up. And what I mean by that are like, you know, the same, like, I don't know. They just fill your cup up. Like she just fills me with so much love and gratitude and joy. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. I've been feeling like a lot of people in my life have been just taking for, I've been filling their cup up and no, there's no, no fucking return. Like I honestly feel like Sissy and Nicole are the people who are just like genuinely filling my cup at this point in my life. Fuck. I know my friends are going to hate that, but it's true. If I'm being hundred percent honest, it's true. So it's going out of your way to see the people and be with the people who fill you up and make you feel the best about yourself. And why am I going to get emotional and like cry a little? No, I literally am. Cause I just think about the love and just joy I have with I'm literally getting emotional Nicole I hope you fucking watch this you bitch because like I'm literally getting emotional talking about you but I having Nicole in my life has changed my life so much because one I have a friend that does exactly what I do so it's nice to go back and forth but also like something about her energy and just our energies together she just fills me up so much I never feel drained and I also like fill her up in the sense that sounds so gross to say like I fill her up we just provide each other with so much love and gratitude, I would say, for each other and are always hyping each other up and always giving it to each other. Like, we're real ass bitches to each other. I'm, she's like, why the fuck are you talking to that loser man? And I'm like, girl, you tell me why you're talking to that loser man. Still, still. Anyways, I just think having people in your life where you genuinely, you don't ever feel drained leaving them and they're giving you as much as you're giving them and it doesn't just feel like they're taking, taking, taking from you. Once again, sidetracked. Once again, I sidetracked from the entire thing. But yeah, that is 100% how I feel with Nicole. And it makes me emotional because it's just, that's such a special friendship to have. That's such a special relationship that I will cherish in my life. And I will go out of my way to see that person, be with that person, and hang out with that person more because I just feel like our energies are so good for each other. And we just can constantly are pouring into each other's cups. I don't want to keep saying fill her up. It makes it sound like I'm coming inside of her anyways. But that is how... I would deal with not having a great relationship with my family is like, you know what? I get to also pick who I want to be in my family too, in the sense of like, my friends will be my family. Favorite place I've ever been on vacation. This is the most basic answer I've ever said. And I think it's just because I was, this is just like an, I love Nicole episode, but I loved Tulum with Nicole. I literally loved every moment of Tulum. I loved, I've also been to Jamaica, which I really liked, but being in 
Tulum with Nicole, I don't know, was just such an amazing experience. Mind you, that's where I met the bitch. I was like, I'm going to fly to fly to Tulum and meet her. Like, why not? She's like, I have a villa. Come stay in my villa. And I was like, absolutely. I'm on the plane. Like, I'm really going to meet a random bitch on TikTok, huh? Huh, that's a little crazy. But yeah, I love Tulum with her. Tulum with her and Josie. We met Josie. Josie, if you listen to the pod, fucking like say something. Text me, bitch. Um, but that was just such a good I don't think I laughed that hard in so long. Honestly, I feel like the case. Oh, also Outer Banks I did love because I was just with all my people once again. Like my fucking people. You know, I feel like it's less about the destination I'm at and the more the people that I'm with. I don't know what the fuck this is turning into this podcast. I'm like, it's more about the people I'm with, but it is. I'm such that bitch. How to stop craving male validation. Realize you're fucking bored. Like that's honestly when this might be a personal thing, but when I'm craving male validation and I'm like, uh, let's let's check out what Hinge looks like. A bunch of five, eight average motherfuckers. Let me just go on there and entertain a couple conversations. I'm like, I'm bored. I'm Livy, pick up a fucking hobby. Like that's honestly for me, because I don't like dating apps. I don't like that shit. If I'm going to vibe with you, I'd rather meet you in person kind of thing or like text you, da, 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 da. So when I see myself being like, maybe let me like re-download Hinge, like, ah! I'm like, you're bored, bitch. Go pick up a book, you know? Um, but other than that, honestly, I do not. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the best to give advice on this because one thing I don't crave is male validation. I might crave some dick, but validation from a man... I don't think I've ever craved that. Maybe just attention, but validation, I feel like I give myself a lot of validation. And I, that's just something I personally haven't craved from a man. And that's not a, I know so many people who do. I think my hatred for men <laughs> and just the validation I give myself, I'm not craving validation. I'm just craving attention more so. So I don't know. I would just be like deep dive on it and be like, what am I getting from this validation that I need from this random man? Like, what am I not giving myself that I feel the need to find it in somebody else? Like, I need someone else to give it to me. Let me know. So, yeah, that is that is my take on it. Yeah. OK. How do you treat your dates in order to not get played, but also show your interest? Wait, how do I treat them? OK, listen, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've been a bitch to men recently. <laughs> like, this is not a surprise, babe. Like, this is not a surprise. I've been a fucking bitch to men recently. Just the men that I am, like, I've been texting and stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, why am I a grade A cunt? And that's why I stepped away from a lot of the men I've been talking to because I'm like, I'm being so beyond vicious. And it's just like, and I don't know why. Like, I literally don't know. Like, Livy, are you good? I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think so. God. But the thing is, it's like, are they good? Why do they keep coming back for this? You know what I mean? Like, why? I don't know. There's a lot going on on there but I just think and I also think it's I've talked about this on last week's episode I'm in my cunt era like I'm just feeling like a cunt recently and I'm not it's not something I'm proud of but how I feel like the one man that I was talking to he was like I don't give a fuck if you play me uh, that's not going to stop me from giving you what I want to give you and like seeing th things through with this connection. Like that's not going to stop me because at the end of the day, you hurt me. You make me look dumb is what it is. I'll be fine. I'll be good, bitch. And I'm like, same. Like, I'll be good. Like, it, that's the thing is, I don't know. I'm just, if I'm interested in someone, I'm going to show them I'm interested in them. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to play the games. I'm not going to do that. That is such a lie. I literally do play games, but I try and not play games. And yeah. Me having a realization about one of my hoes that I'm actually interested. I can't even deep dive on this at 11 in the morning. 
But I just feel like don't play fucking games. And it's like, if you're scared about getting played, let that go out the window. Like that's a part of your ego. Your ego is scared of getting played. Your ego is just scared of all these things. So I would just have that realization. It's like, it's my ego talking. It's not me. And it's like, fuck it. If I get played, I get played. The baddest bitches get played in this world. You know what I mean? You can't stop that is what it is. What do I look for in a man? A big dick. How to protect your peace while being open to love. That's a very hard one. I would say taking things slow. I think taking things slow is the 100% the best way to protect your peace and just really listening to your intuition the entire time. And like that is obviously something I've never fucking done. So taking it slow I just like taking it slow, listening to my intuition. And like when my intuition tells me something, fucking listen, Livy. Like when the man was sending me dick pics in LA, like if you guys remember that story time from TikTok, when he was sending me dick pics and I was grossed the fuck out and I was like, cringe, this is really a lot for me to deal with. I should have just been like, okay, maybe this isn't your person. Livy, maybe if his penis, if he's sending you a video of his penis and you're icked the fuck out instead of like, oh my God, this is so hot. He's not your person. Listen to the intuition, bitch. Listen to your intuition. I would say, yeah, listen to your intuition. What was the most insane experience that I've ever had in Miami? I don't like talking about Miami because it's such a dark place and I'm such a whore when I go. No, I'm not. I've literally never even. Yeah, I've never even. Yeah. I've never even fucked in the state of Miami. Miami's not a state. That is actually so embarrassing. In the city of my... Have I? No. I've literally slept with, like, not that many people. I don't know why it's hard for me to, like, bring that in my brain. Worst experience, most insane experience was, like, almost getting kidnapped and then having to, like, get all the girls out of this random man's hotel room who said he was bringing us to Eleven and he clearly wasn't a promoter. And then we hid in a bar restaurant, freaking the fuck out. All the girls had done that man's drugs. Oops, sorry, girls. And... Me and my best friend were like, okay, we need to get the fuck out of here. They were blowing up our phone. Like, where are you, bitch? Like, you have to come to the club with us. Like, you get get in the fucking cars. You have to go to the club with us. And I was like, absolutely not. Not going to do that. And then the next day, we found out one of the girls that was with us was robbing us. She was upcharging us on all the Ubers and was like, say an Uber was like $60. She would be like, oh, it was 140 And then we just Venmo her the difference. And then, so finding out that bitch robbed us. And then at the same time, the, on that same trip was I had no plans for New Year's. New Year's in Miami, had no plans, was talking to this NFL player. He invited me to the rooftop of this place, bought me and all my friends tickets and was like, come on through, like, let's go. And we went and he ended up being like the weirdest fuck I've ever met in my entire life. And then he tried to like grab, he did grab my vagina and he was like, oh, like you're wearing underwear. And I was like, I literally don't even know your name, motherfucker. Like I barely know your goddamn name. So like, this is really just uncomfortable. And then I was stuck with him that night on New Year's, but it was an open bar. And then my one friend got super drunk, like fucked up, honestly. And then I ended my night in the arms of all the boys that were on one of the Bachelor seasons. I don't watch The Bachelor, but like my friend was so forward. She was like, I love The Bachelor boys. And we ended up going to their after party. And like they, this one couple was like, oh my God, we'd love to have a threesome with you. And I was like, all right, babe, I got to get out of here. I am leaving this. It's been a night. Like I just had my pussy groped and I didn't want to be touched down there. And I, it was just a hectic experience. I would say that was probably one of the most insane experiences I've had in Miami. 
Yeah. Okay, how's vlogging going? You guys know I'm in my YouTube era. I honestly love YouTube so much. And I feel like I found it at, what was that? I found like I found an editing style that I genuinely love now. And honestly, I want to hire an editor. Okay, but that's so beyond the point. I am just loving it because I... It takes a minute to get adjusted on a new platform when you're posting. And I'm like still adjusting. And I realize that like I don't like vlogging situations that I'm in. I like only vlogging with like certain people. So for instance, when I vlogged the Hamptons, it was like literally just Sissy and I the whole time. And it's I don't think I'm like a location vlogger. I don't think I'm the bitch that's like in a big group and is like showing everybody that. I think I'm more of like spend a night with me, like do that kind of thing. I think those are the videos that I want to put on YouTube a little bit more because I just think that's where I'm at. But I honestly like my newfound love for YouTube. I love it there. I think I just love that platform so much. So yeah, vlogging's going good. Every Monday I've been posting an episode. I have my content schedule already a month in advance of like what's getting posted. So like you might see a backtrack on the episodes or yes, we're calling them fucking episodes, the vlogs, but it is what it is. And I love it. Truly love it. So if you're not watching the vlogs, you're a fake ass cunt. Anyways, next one. What's something people don't know about me? Something people don't know about me is that I'm genuine. No, um, I would say this is, oh, probably I don't think a lot of people know that I'm trained in comedy. Like I did the Second City in Chicago since I was 16 years old and I did their teen ensemble program from 16 to 20. I was at the Second City, which is like a big place. It's probably the biggest comedy training school in the world, I would say. Yeah, it is in the world. And so I've been trained there since I was 16 to 20. During that time, I did teen ensemble. I did the conservatory program. And I put up two shows that I directed, produced, and wrote. And yeah, I feel like that's something like not really anybody knows about me is that I am trained in comedy. And that's like my background. And that's what I care about. I don't care about the makeup because I know you guys see me put a lot of makeup on. I'm not a fucking beauty, like a beauty guru. That is not my cup of tea. Comedy is. So we're, we're shifting. We're evolving. We're getting more into that point. So yeah, I feel like that's something nobody really, but honestly, probably a lot of you know, I don't fucking know. Okay, I got a lot of questions on long distance relationships and how do you keep yours from failing? Listen, maybe see and my toxic trait is I was like, oh, my God, I got so many questions because the universe wants me to be in a long distance relationship with like one of my hoes that's like so far away. Like and that's like where my toxic trait is. It's like, no, no, bitch. They just want to know about long distance relationships. I have done long distance one time and that was last summer and it was really difficult because that fucker was in the south of France and it's like with the time change it's absolutely brutal so what I learned from that though is like you really need to have great communication like I think that's the biggest thing but honestly like I feel like yeah communication and like a lot of phone sex I would say is like how you make a long distance relationship work for me personally okay if we're not having phone sex like every three days, that's a problem. Okay. And I'll do a whole episode on, I won't do a whole episode on phone sex. So I don't know why I just said that, but I think that's so important is like still keeping that sexual connection going and also balancing your personal life while like scheduling dates and stuff. And it's like, you can't just be on FaceTime with that person 24 seven. And that was like me talking to me. You have to like schedule dates with that person. And there has to be like a joint effort made. I will never forget this during quarantine. 
this this is like kind of funny but this man um he like really wanted to take me on a date but like restrictions or whatever so he was like let's do a facetime date like i'll order like give me your sushi order i'll order it for you and we'll do like a facetime date mind you did i care about him not really like was i interested in the date no but i was like i have to see this one through because like how sweet for that man to order me my favorite sushi and we do like a little facetime date like how absolutely cute so like if you're long distance like try and incorporate things like that into it or even like watching a show together and things like that something that you guys can like talk about after the fact or like have a conversation about I think that is so important and FaceTime sex not gonna lie opinions on friends with benefits I hate that shit I can never do friends with benefits because someone's gonna catch feelings and I'm just not the one for friends with benefits I feel like I just need a little I'm just like not a casual bitch I've never been a casual bitch and I'm like I'm crazy like if I know that we're just like friends with benefits and nothing's gonna come from this I'm either gonna treat you like that as such and then like you'll someone's gonna get their feelings hurt or I'm just going to be like wait a minute I want to fall in love with you and like probably not really want to fall in love with that person I just know myself too well that I would never put myself in a friends with benefits situation because like I it would just not go positive it just like wouldn't go positive for me I'd be like who the fuck are you texting and he would be like we're literally friends with benefits. And I'd be like, oh, this is so awkward. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe I should talk about that in therapy. No, imagine that therapy session with my therapist. I'm like, why can't I do friends with benefits? And she's like, bitch, it's just a boundary. Relax. Anyways. Have I ever been with a cancer man? Yeah. And I hated every single fucking second of it. Okay. Um, actually, no, we were in love for a quick minute. But then I, after it, like, I was like, oh, I hate this fucker. But I'm a cancer woman. So <laughs> that's like a bold statement. But then again, like... He was he was a love bomber. Who is my favorite, Tim or Katie? That is why did I put this question in there? Those are two of my best friends. Honestly, those two both if you've seen the friendship pyramid, those two both are like balancing back and forth of like who's at the bottom of the fucking pyramid. But honest, I love them both. Like I I genuinely cannot pick. I mean, Katie I have a matching tattoo with, so I'll just say that. But what is the age gap between me and sissy sissy is 25 and i'm 24 we're a year and a half we're a year so we're almost irish twins but we're not really so growing up sissy and i had all like we had the same friend group we had everything and like my friends are her friends and that's just kind of how we've always really lived our life because we're just so close in age so yeah do you see yourself getting married in the future, having children in the far far future listen i've always been like i don't want a child first of all to push that out, no, like absolutely not. And my biggest focus, and I'm a very selfish person in the sense where, and I know I'm a selfish person, so I don't want to bring a child, and that might just be because I'm 24, but I don't want to bring a child into this world unless I am like 100% satisfied with my career and where it's been. I've never dreamed of like being a mother and like all those things. I've dreamed of having like an amazing career. A child is something that if I'm going to have it, I... I don't know. Maybe I have. I don't know. It's just never been something that's really important to me. Also getting married. I would love to get married one day, but I'm not going to like put my worth or like everything in it. Like, oh my God, I need to be married. I don't feel that way whatsoever. I would, if I'm going to get married, I need like a good partner. I feel like that's the thing is I'll be the bitch that has like, you have to be like my best friend and I'm just like a supportive ass partner. Marriage has never been something that's super important to me. Also, I've, I've seen it go downhill so badly. But yeah, right now, 
I, it's just not the most important thing to me. I would say career and fulfilling all my goals and dreams that I have for me are 100% the most important thing. But maybe one day I'll pop out a little fucker. We never know. But I did have a psychic tell me, she's like, you're going to have two kids. And I was like, all right, bitch. But she also told me my ex-boyfriend was going to be my soulmate and he cheated on me. So she could just be a fucking liar. We never know. But yeah, not the biggest, most important thing to me. I love the idea of being an aunt. I think Sissy and I are both on the same page with that, though. But I do have an older sister, and I know she will pop out kids. And like one of my best friends is having a baby like any day now. So I'm so excited to be an aunt and just spoil the kids in that sense. And just like hold the little baby and just be an aunt and just gift them everything that they've ever wanted in this life. Um, so like I would feel like that's where I'm at more than anything with children. How do I get over a man that has shown that he no longer cares for me? Read what you just wrote. He literally doesn't care about you. Yeah, that's something I was talking with one of my best friends. She was like, I still love him. And I like, he's shown me every reason not to love him. I honestly just feel like time heals all. Time will heal all. But also just like stop romanticizing the connection that you guys had in your head. And just like stop thinking about all the good moments and just be like, this is the reality of it. Like this man doesn't care for me. This man does not love me. I should love myself enough to walk the fuck away. Here I go ranting again. Walk the fuck away from someone who does not want me and who does not love me. Like you just deserve so much more. And I don't know why you wouldn't give that to yourself. I really do not know what is holding you back from that probably a lot of just like trauma I don't know I sorry I didn't mean to diagnose you but like yeah would you be mad if your boyfriend's ex died and he gets sad and cries sorry I didn't mean to laugh so okay my boyfriend's ex dies and like if I got okay honestly I like completely get that like He's allowed to cry. I feel like I would have to be a vicious ass bitch to be like, why the fuck are you crying about that bitch? First of all, she's dead. Like there's a reason that he's crying like 100%. I did have a problem one time. This is not funny and I actually need to stop laughing, but it's a little bit funny. Um, I was driving to Michigan because Sissy was in the hospital and my mother convinced me she was dying. That's a story for a whole different time. But I was going there and I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to have to say goodbye to my sister, whatever. And my loser ex-boyfriend was in the car and he was like oh my god I just found out my ex's uh sister died and I was like okay way to make the moment about you motherfucker I was also 18 years old and I was like are you gonna text her are you gonna what are you gonna do are you gonna text her are you gonna text her I'm not proud of how I handled that moment at 18 years old but I was flustered I thought sissy was like going into open heart surgery all these things so I see both sides of it. I've definitely, but but then again, that was like the ex's sister and I was just more mad. Like, why are you, don't get mad that he's crying. He can't text the bitch. She's gone. So like, yeah, he's completely fine for like crying about it. I think you should not get mad that he cried about it or anything like that. That was someone he spent a good amount of his life with. Like he definitely should cry about it. You know, like let those feelings out. If it's, this might be a little bit cruel for me to say, if it's two years down the road and we're still bawling about the bitch that passed away two years ago, I'm going to get a little bit mad. Like if it's an every night kind of thing and it's like, I'm like, why are you sad, babe? And he's like, Rebecca, like she passed. I'm like, all right, it was two years ago. Like if we're going to keep holding on to it and we're going to keep crying about it, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Go get like therapy. But death honestly is like a really tragic thing. So you know what? Everyone grieves at their own pace. I don't mean a word I just said. I do not mean a word I just said. But yeah. What next trip are you planning going on and will I vlog? I'm going to Paris. Well, I'm going to Chicago this Saturday and then I go to Paris when I get back Friday. So in two weeks, I'm going to Paris. I'm vlogging all of Paris. I don't think I'm going to vlog anything in Chicago just because 
I no, not I'm just going for my mom's birthday. Honestly, actually, I'm getting her a really nice birthday present, so I might vlog that. Because I've been, I feel very lucky and blessed to be able to get her something very nice. And I want to share that with you, her reaction. Because her birthday gift has been like something that we're all like, oh my God, this fucking bitch about it. So yeah, I am vlogging Paris though. I'm excited for the Paris vlog. I'm excited for you guys to see that. How do I keep going after failure? Failure, failure. Um. Okay, when I was 18, I moved to California and I was supposed to be there a year. I was only there three months and had to move home like quickly. And I literally was so hard on myself. I was like, I'm such a failure, all these things. And it's like, bitch, take a fucking step back. You're not a failure just because something didn't work out the way that I had envisioned in my head. And honestly, I've seen some of my greatest successes after some of my worst failures. I don't think failure is a thing. I think how you treat it. It's like there, if you are sitting and crying about something you failed about, then it's taking over you. It's consuming you. It's doing the whole thing that it wants to do. So I just think you have to keep fucking going. And it's just like, it makes the successes 20 times better. Cause it's like, remember when I thought I really failed there? Like, remember when I thought I did that fucking thing and I thought I failed? Look at me now, bitch. Look at me now. I think failure is all about how you can get up and what how you can learn from it and keep fucking going that's what I think so yeah hardest challenge this year I've had a beautiful year I feel like um when I say year I think of August to uh, this August from last August I've had a gorgeous year but then again I've had also like a brutal year a little bit of both I would say adapting to this new life as an influencer and I hate that fucking word influencer is so dumb um sorry I don't know why I feel that way I just like the word like I mean influencer like it's just such a cringy thing for me to say out loud but adapting to this world and just understanding it a little bit more and like a fucking accountant like don't get me started that has been the biggest challenge I would just say adapting into this new world that I'm in and then like yeah not being too hard on myself feeling like I'm not doing enough like dealing with those emotions I'm going to answer two more and then I'm going to go. Would I ever get work done? If so, what? I'm not against getting work done. I've never got work done. And I don't really, there's really nothing that I'm like, oh my God, I really want to get that done. My biggest concern was my skin. I was like, oh, I want this to be clear as a motherfucker. So I still like struggle with the redness and stuff. And I need to figure that out with my esthetician. Um, but yeah, I feel like I got my skin to the point that I want it to be at. I think I want to do microdermablation. I don't think I'm saying that right whatsoever, um, but I want to do that. There's nothing, anything, I don't know. The idea of going under really scares me. So if I, there's nothing that I would want to really go under for. Maybe not at this point in my life. I don't know. I'm not really big on getting work done. That's never really been my thing, like Botox and stuff like that. I've never really felt the need. I never like look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, I need to get this done, this done, and this done. It's just like, that's not really, I've never been that kind of bitch. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of my friends have gotten work done and I love that for them. And I would never say, but I know eventually in the future, like, oh, I'm getting Botox. Like, babe, I, my mom is one of those bitches where she's just like, I am, she's never dyed her hair, never gotten Botox or anything like that. And God bless her. She looks gorgeous. She looks amazing. Me, absolutely not. Freeze my face. I'm not getting wrinkles. Okay. That's my biggest thing. Last question. You know what? Okay, this will be the last question. Would I suck dick to save Sissy's life? Okay, you guys are so fucked up with these questions. It honestly makes me laugh so much. I suck dick to not save Sissy's life. Like, I suck dick just for the fuck of it sometimes. So, like, obviously, I would suck dick to save my sister's life. What, honestly, though? No, that's not true. Like, it really does depend on... Well, to save her life, yes. But, like, it depends on who it is. 
our backstory is this person like if it's an 80 year old man sissy bye babe no i would i would do anything to save sissy's life so absolutely okay i'll give you guys one more Oh, this is one the perfect one to end on. What is my favorite thing about myself? Oh my God, how much time do I have? I uh, No, I would say, this is such a hard answer. There's just like, I don't, so many things. I don't know. I love my, if we're talking physical, I love my lips and I love my eyes. But if we're talking emotional, it would be my... Ability to not really give a fuck about what anybody thinks about me. I love that about myself. And then if we're talking like personality, it would just be my overall self. Okay. Every part of myself. But yeah, that's it for this this week's episode, you guys. I For some reason, I'm out of breath, which is like really weird. Like I feel like every time I fucking record, I just sound like I'm out of breath. It's like, bitch, you were sitting here just talking. You didn't run a marathon. So like relax. But yeah, that is it for this week's episode. I love you guys so dearly. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to rate the podcast five stars if you're listening on Spotify podcast, wherever the fuck you're listening to the podcast. But also... Say hi on YouTube. I love chit-chatting with you guys in the YouTube comments. I really do love that. So love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great day, night, evening, whenever the fuck you're listening, watching, doing this. And love you guys. Bye.